praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for that welcome. You guys can be seated. Ah, oh, thank you, Jesus. Amen. I am so happy to be in your midst here today. I don't think you guys realize I'm such a fan of what God is doing in and through this community. I'm such a fan of who your leaders are. Uh, many a times, uh, myself and Pastor Ayo have just conversed on how much he loves shepherding you guys. You know, and I'm sure you guys love and appreciate him and his wife as leaders also. Amen. Yeah, you should say yes, because they're probably going to watch this. <laughs> Hallelujah. Um, but I think I was sharing, sharing with Brother Dami earlier how ANT is really a breath of fresh air. See, there's something about when God pioneers something different, right? And there are people on the earth that are willing to just allow him to breathe and build the way he wants to build. Hallelujah. This is a house full of creatives. This is a house full of people who believe in expression. And, you know, they, they, they grasp the concept that God moves uniquely through each and every single person in this house. And it takes great courage for the likes of Pastor Ira and Pastor Susan to say yes. And you guys are really reaping the benefits of that yes. I also believe by reason of your yes... There are many out there that are going to encounter the Father in unique ways in Jesus' name. Amen. As my sis said, my name is Sam Allen. Um, I come from a village called Northampton. I don't know if you guys know where that is. <laughs> Somewhere up north. Um, originally, I'm from London, but I moved up there in my early teens, and I've not left since. Uh, I met my wife there. By the grace of God, we've been married. It's going to be 11 years this October. <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, by the grace of God, we have four children. Thank you. Yeah, we took um, being fruitful, multiplying, very literal. Somebody say active. We're very active in my house. Amen. But thankfully, the last born, which we had last year, was a son. So I'm officially retiring <laughs> and passing on the baton. Hallelujah. Was made aware this morning um, that Pastor Ion, Susan's son, arrived on Monday. Can we just give God <laughs> ah, a shout of praise? I believe that child is going to be extremely blessed simply because of who his parents are. Amen. And one thing I want to encourage you guys to do is, as a community, you guys have now transitioned. Amen. And that comes with a lot. You know, I think, again, myself and Dami, we were talking earlier, and we were just sharing on some of the burdens that leaders have when it comes to leading the souls of people. Amen. And the pressures that come with that. But I believe when the community is in sync, just supernaturally, everyone knows their position, and they know how to lighten the load. Amen. So as your pastors have transitioned to this new season in their life, I just encourage each and every single one of you to play your position and hold them up in this season. How many of you know about 
postpartum, the D word, I don't want to prophesy that, you know, but the enemy has his agendas, amen? But it takes the, 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 the people to surround them in this season vigorously with prayer, shower them with gifts, anything you have capacity to do, go above and beyond as well. Because I believe honor has to be loud, amen? Honor has to be expressive. So if you could do that in this season, I just encourage you guys to do so. Amen. Right, let's get into the word, because I can talk for England. Hallelujah. Let's just bow our heads. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you for this moment that's about to happen today. We thank you for the visitation that's about to happen with your people. We thank you for the recalibration we thank you for the resetting in the mind and in the soul that's about to transpire in this room. Holy Spirit, I pray over the hearts of the people, and I ask that you penetrate in Jesus' name. Let your word find a place to rest in their hearts in Jesus' name. Father, let there be a process of transformation from the inside out in Jesus' name. Father, we pray that you increase each and every single person in their capacity in this room in Jesus name you're worthy Lord in Jesus name we pray right so the thing with me is I try doing complex but it just it doesn't resonate with me you know I, I, I like to keep things simple where God can articulate his message to his people and does whatever he wants on the other side of that, hallelujah. How many of us realize that it's just important to be yourself and to let the Father do whatever it is he wants to do through you in there? Amen. So the message I have today is very, very simple. Like my sis said, it's the art of the Father, the beauty of the Father. Really just exploring who he is as a Father, why he is the way he is, and what his original intention was when he first created us. Hallelujah. So I've got quite a lot of text to go through today. Please don't cancel me. Um, I'm going to read it so it saves the hassle of everyone turning to each portion of scripture. But really what I'm going to try and do through um, the scriptures that I read is I want to paint a picture for us because I believe God is going to initiate do I say some of you? No, all of you. Initiate all of you into a new season of your life. Hallelujah. By reason of this word. Amen. So I'm going to start off from Genesis chapter 1. I'm going to read from verse 26. Oh, bear with me. And we're going to go all the way through to chapter 3, verse 7. Amen. If you do want to follow along, if you've got the Amplified Translation, that's what I'm going to be reading from. You're more than welcome to. I'll try and call out uh, some of the verses that I'm reading from, too, because, again, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be picking certain sections out. Hallelujah. So Genesis 1.26 says, Then God said, Let us, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, make man in our image according to our likeness, not physical, but a spiritual personality and moral likeness. And let them have complete authority, some of the translations say dominion, over the fish of the sea, 
the birds of the air, the cattle, and over the entire earth, and over everything that creeps and crawls on the earth. Verse 27, so God created man in his own image, in the image and likeness of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Verse 29, so God said, behold, I have given you every plant yielding seed, uh, yielding seed that is on the surface of the entire earth and every tree which has fruit yielding seed. It shall be, for, it shall be food for you. Verse 30, and to all the animals on the earth and to every bird of the air and to everything that moves on the ground, to everything in which there is the breath of life, I have given every green plant for food. And it was so because he commanded it. Verse 31, God saw that everything he made, and behold, it was very good. I want to repeat that again, but when I get to very, I want everyone to say the word good. Are you with me? Okay. God saw everything that he made, and behold, it was very God saw everything that he made, and behold, it was very And he validated it completely. And there was evening, and there was morning, a sixth day. So I'm going to skip over to Genesis 2, and I'm going to go from verse 10. It says, now a river flowed out of Eden to water the garden. And from there it divided and became four branching rivers, verse 11. The first river is named Pishon. It flows around the entire land of Havilah where there is gold. Verse 12. The gold of that land is good. Bedellium, a fragrant, valuable reason. And the onyx stone are found there. Verse 13. The name of the second river is Gihon. It flows around the entire land of Cush. Verse 14. The river is named Hidekel. It flows east of Assyria. And the fourth river is the Euphrates, verse 15. So the Lord God took the man he had made and settled him in the Garden of Eden to cultivate and keep it. Verse 16. And the Lord God commanded the man saying, you may freely, unconditionally eat the fruit from every tree of the garden, but only from the tree of knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. Otherwise, on the day that you eat from it, you shall most certainly die because of your disobedience. Are you still with me? Chapter 2, verse 18. Now the Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make him a helper, one who balances him, a counterpart who is suitable and complementary for him. Verse 19. So the Lord God formed out of the very... Uh, out of the ground, every animal of the field and every bird of the air, and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. And whatever the man called a living creature, that was its name. Verse 20. And the man gave names to all the livestock and to all the birds of the air and to every animal of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a helper that was suitable, a companion for him. Verse 21. So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam. And while he slept, he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh at that place. 
And the rib which the Lord God had taken from the man, he made into a woman. And he brought her and presented her to the man. Verse 23, then Adam said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Verse 24. For this reason, a man shall live, leave his father and mother and shall be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed or embarrassed. Now we're on to the final segment. Have you guys canceled me yet? You're still with me. Hallelujah. Chapter 3, verse 1. Now the serpent was more crafty than any living creature of the field which the Lord God had made. And the serpent said to the woman, Can it really be that God has said, You shall not eat from any tree of the garden? Somebody say infiltration. infiltration. Say it again, infiltration. Verse 2, and the woman said to the serpent, we may eat fruit from the trees of the garden, except the fruit from the tree which is in the middle of the garden. God said, you shall not eat from it, nor touch it, otherwise you will die. Verse 4, but the serpent said to the woman, you certainly will not die. Verse 5, for God knows that on the day you eat from it, your eyes will be opened, and you will, you will be like God, excuse me knowing the difference between good and evil, verse 6. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was delightful to look at, and a tree to be desired in order to make one wise and insightful, she took some of its fruit and ate it. And she also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate. Verse 7. Then the eyes of the two of them were opened... And they knew that they were naked, and they fasted fig leaves together and made themselves covering. Verse 8, and they heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. So the man and his wife hid and kept themselves hidden from the presence of the Lord among the trees of the garden. Verse 9, but the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, where are you? Somebody say, where are you? Verse 10, he said, I heard the sound of you walking in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid myself. Now, this is the, the entire point of the message I'm getting to. Verse 11 said, God said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten fruit from the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? Repeat after me. The Father always has been, still is, and always will be good. The Father always has been, still is, and always will be good. I want each and every single one of us in this auditorium to understand that right from the beginning of this entire thing, this entire story, God's intention was good. So I'm going to say design. design. Say dominion. dominion. And dwell. God made us 
into his image and after his likeness gave us the authority to have dominion, but more importantly, wanted to dwell with creation. Somebody say design, dominion, and dwell. Everything God did was with the intention of having fellowship with his creation morning, noon, and night. The only problem is, if you live with an idea of who God is, and you are not fully immersed in the revelation of who he is and what he wants for you, you will settle for less. Somebody say, God forbid. Right now, we're seeing an entire culture in disarray because we were made in his image after his likeness. We were designed to dwell with him, but because we have strayed so far away, we, are, we, 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 we know that there's something missing, but we, we can't quite articulate what that burden is. So it, it, it's a guesswork. It's... it's Choose anything you can in order to fill that void. So today I identify as this, tomorrow I identify as that. But a people living with a full revelation and a full understanding of who the Father is and a people that have, have accepted that his agenda for us was good from the very beginning are those that allow themselves that come into the fullness of everything that he wanted you to have. They hid because they were naked and ashamed. Who told you that? That didn't come from me. When the God had conspired to make you, the idea was good. The plan was good. The future was supposed to be good. But infiltration happened and it went against the agenda of God. Somebody say they settled. This entire thing that we're doing on the earth here today, the Bible says unto us has been given the ministry of what? Unto us has been given the ministry of Everything that we do, our gatherings, our fellowships, our evangelisms, what, what you name it, whatever it is that we're trying to do, it's all with the motive of reuniting the hearts of people that have strayed away back to a father that had the best intentions for them from the very beginning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There is something new and unique that God is about to do through this community. The Bible says in the book of Daniel chapter 11 verse 32, they that know their God shall be strong and do great exploits. If you can allow me to prophesy to you for a second ANT, God is about to do some awesome and magnificent things through you guys you guys haven't seen anything yet i mean there are so many broken men that pastor ayo is about to meet through the function that is 412 men i see international doors opening for uh, pastor susan and and her um in, in cohesion with god restoring the identities of young women and e even in this house there are so many things that god has been showing me since i walked in but li listen guys it it's the greatest accolade 
for ANT is not in their ability to do, it's in who they are in him and who he is. Hallelujah. Listen to me, ANT. He wants to be God to you before he is God through you. I don't want to alleviate some of the secret burdens that you guys have been encountering in, in, in your private spaces where for, for some reason we've allowed infiltration to happen and we've settled for less, where we've partnered with a rhetoric for our lives that wasn't part of the original plan. I'm insecure. Who told you that? I'm scared. Who told you that? I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm not worthy. It, it makes sense why I get rejected all the time. Who told you that? I'm weak. Who told you that? I'm ugly. Who told you that? We bind and loose the orphan spirit in this atmosphere right now. In Jesus' name, I pray that this community will come into a new level of cohesion with the Father. Because once it happens to you, it's going to manifest through you. Hallelujah. Close your eyes for a second, if you will. Just repeat after me. Lord, I surrender. Father, I give you my heart. Come in. I implore you, A-N-T. Don't settle for the idea of who he is. Go after the revelation of who he is. Before anything else, he's a father. Don't seek God for the perks. Don't seek God for the blessing. Go after him because you love him. All those other things will come as a result of that. But let that be your primary agenda. Hallelujah. Here's why it's so important to be fully immersed in revelation. The Bible says in the book of Matthew chapter 4 that when Jesus was vulnerable in the desert after fasting, the enemy approached. Same dog, same tricks. Try to infiltrate. Jesus said, it is written. Try two other times. Jesus said, it is written. When you are fully immersed in a revelation of who you are and where you come from, I promise you guys, you are immovable. There is never going to be a time where the enemy will not try to get you to compromise your position in him. But you have to do yourself the great service of being fully immersed in the revelation that he is good. Again, I just feel like God was confirming the sermon just through my conversation with Dami earlier. 
I, I don't know how it may have happened. It, 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 may, be a, it may have been a result of, of the homes we've grown up in or the environments we've been exposed to where we've bought into this false rhetoric that we have to pander in order to please God, that we have to do certain things in order to win over his trust. Get over it. Set yourself free from that right now. He loves you anyway. Your best day, he loves you. Your worst day, he loves you. There is nothing you can physically do to impress someone who loves you. His agenda from the very beginning was good. He had determined in his heart and mind that he was going to love you anyway. And there's nothing that you or I can do to change that. Hallelujah. Repeat after me. I will be fully immersed in the revelation that God is good. God is for me. His thoughts for me are good. His plans for me are good. His desire for me is good. God is good. Turn to your neighbor say, God is good. Are you still with me? You haven't canceled me? Is this too simple? Hallelujah. I don't know who I'm speaking to in here, but your experience with your biological father is not going to be your experience with your heavenly father. There are many limitations that we have as people. There are many things that we have gone through that, you know, within the earth that has shaped who we are. And unfortunately, we've, we've, we've done damage, you know, in certain areas of our, our lives. But listen to me, the, the, the relationship, who your earthly father was to you, that's not who your heavenly father wants to be to you. And if you can lower down your guard and allow him in, I promise you he will demonstrate who he is to you. God is good. Hallelujah. Is this resonating with anyone? Your greatest accolade, A-N-T, is not in the, the wonderful things God is about to do. I just see heaven pending concerning this house. I see so many things God wants to release. But the, the greatest compliment that society and all these people that we're called to reach, the greatest compliment that they could ever pay you is not in the marvelous things you do. It's that there are people, A&T are a people that desire the Father. A&T are a people that preach oneness with the Father and they experience oneness with the Father. Hallelujah. Here's why it's important to be fully immersed in this revelation. You often suffer the consequences for what you don't know. And if you believe the lie that the enemy says, 
you'll find yourself in a much more complex scenario than if you were to just yield and surrender your heart to him. What does a life of surrender look like? Yes. Over and over and over again, yes. Every single day, yes. We're a people that when God says he loves us, we don't ask why. We say, we love you too. Here's the thing with God. Quite often we get into this wrestle of trying to bring God into our way and our thinking and what we want to do. But here's the, here's the, here's the thing. We, we don't serve a God that's a dictator. If he was a dictator, we wouldn't have the luxury of free will. The beauty of God is when you surrender everything to him, it's a beautiful exchange. And surrender is living every single day, encountering that exchange with him. Hallelujah. He's a God of promise. He's a covenant God and he, he won't break his promise to us. There is no such thing as a, a, a God that, that wants to rule you for the sake of ruling you. If, if there are any of us that are parents in here, your mindset towards your child is you want the very best for them and you will do everything necessary to keep them out of harm's way. Hallelujah. The person of the Holy Spirit is so gracious that he doesn't impose his will on us. God will suggest, and in our disobedience, we will experience the very thing he was trying to protect us from. And in our humility, we come back to him. And even then, he's still gracious. Even then, he's still willing to embrace us. The Bible says of the prodigal son that when he came to his senses, I'm feasting with pigs. And, and the very least in my father's house is living better than I am in this moment. The Bible says that when his father saw him from afar, ran to embrace his son. Hallelujah. God is good. I want to alleviate every single person in this room from the constant lie, the, the, the cycle of trauma that the enemy has sought to keep you bound in. Listen to me, it's a lie. God's agenda from the very beginning was good. It always has been, it still is, and always will be good. The best thing that you and I can do for ourselves is allow ourselves to encounter this goodness every single day. When I wake up in the morning, I'm not, I'm not inundated with my anxieties and my stress. And you can imagine having four kids, the things I go through. It's, it's not about me and how I, can, how I can magnify my sorrow in this moment. But the, the, the moment I wake up in the morning and I confess that he is good, grace is released. 
the divine enablement of God. Hallelujah. He is good. Repeat after me. I will be one with the Father. Have you cancelled me? Do you love me? The Bible says in the book of John chapter 14 from verse 8. I'm going to read all the way to 11 again from the Amplified. It says, Philip said to Jesus, Lord, show us the Father and then we will be satisfied. Verse 9, Jesus said to him, have I been with you for so long a time and you do not know me yet, Philip, nor recognize clearly who I am. Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. Hallelujah. How can you say, show us the Father, verse 10, do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not say on my own initiative or authority, but the Father abiding continually in me does his work. His attesting miracles and acts of power, verse 11. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Otherwise, believe me, because of, a very, of the very works themselves which you have witnessed. Hallelujah. Please, let's rise to our feet.